following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. For a full list of our shows, as well as breaking sports news and engaging feature stories, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com. Welcome to The Leftovers, brought to you by the Underdog Sports Network, with Josh Dunn, Anshu Khanna, and Dan Bauer. Hello and welcome to The Leftovers. It is Friday, November 9th. I'm Josh Dunn. I am joined this evening as we record on Thursday by Dan Bauer. Dan, how are you this evening? Ready for the weekend, Josh. Not ready for the snow in the forecast. So hopefully we can have some hot takes and get it a little temperature a little warmer here. Yeah, melt some of that snow. It sounds like we're getting some of the same here in Chicago. Uh, But uh, the schedule's bringing the heat here this weekend. We've got a lot of good games on the NFL slate. And per Fridays, uh, we will continue to get our previews in here. And we're going to talk a lot about what's going on. So we're recording here as the third quarter gets underway in this Steelers-Panthers game. But it's been kind of a a dumpy start to the game if you're an AFC North fan of anybody but the Steelers. As they're up 31-14 to against the Panthers. Panthers came out, scored on the first drive, and then... The Steelers just came and bounced back with a, a quick 75-yard touchdown to Juju Smith-Schuster, and then they picked the next playoff and take it back for six, and then they've just kind of been running away with it since then. Uh, this is a St- Steelers team that seems to be hitting their stride at the worst possible time for uh, for our teams, Dan. But uh, what do you make of this uh, this early uh, performance here by, by Pittsburgh here as they look to kind of take a lead and spread the division lead that they already have out? Well, I think we all thought that, uh, well, maybe I think you took Carolina in this game, but I think Anshu and I had said that thought Pittsburgh was going to win this one, but I don't think any of us expected them to just run away with it as they're doing right now. They look absolutely dominant. Connor continues to stay hot. Uh, Antonio Brown with a big TD already. Uh, ben Roethlisberger with one incompletion uh, as of right now. So just an absolute bloodbath here in Pittsburgh uh, and not in the way we'd like to see. Yeah, I did not take Pittsburgh. I said I thought it would come down to a field goal, and you guys both thought it would be a little bit more uh, of a spread than that. I, th- I said I thought the Steelers would win just because they they will. Uh, that's just that's that's yeah, just the my, Steelers. My but no, no, no worries. I it, you guys were the ones that were right. Regardless, it was as it looks like they're really running away with this one. But don't really want to belabor the point that the Steelers are actually good. I want to talk about some of the other games going on this weekend, and there are a lot of good ones. Let's just kind of run through these. Uh, I'm going to talk about the early games first, and then pick a couple that you want to touch on. But uh, we've got Bengals hosting the Saints. AJ Green obviously out for that one. Uh, Bears hosting the Lions. The Lions really down right now. The Bears are home here. The the Bears obviously kind of in control of their own destiny, and that. NFC North, which we'll we'll touch on. Uh, your Browns host the Falcons. Falcons have looked good of late. Patriots will go on the road to take on the Titans. Jaguars at the Colts. Both of those teams sitting at three and five. Both badly need a win in that one. Cardinals will go to the Chiefs. I don't think anyone's questioning who's going to win that performance. And then Bills Jets in a dumpster fire of a game. We've got Josh McCown going up potentially against possibly Nathan Peterman again. D- Derek Anderson still in concussion protocol. Josh Allen been limited all week in practice. Uh, so we don't know if his elbow will allow him to play. And then the last game in the early slate, the Redskins-Buccaneers. So let's kind of walk through these, Dan. There's a lot of good games there in the early slate. Uh, which one in particular do you most have your eye on? Uh, this Lions-Bears game is the one that I'm watching real close. 
if for nothing else, then it's the Lions, in my opinion, last chance uh, if they really want to make a run for this NFC North. So losers of two straight. Uh, they lost to the Seahawks two weeks ago, lose to the Vikings last week. And then coming up here, uh, obviously I just mentioned they're playing the Bears this weekend, and then they got to play. They get the Panthers at home, Bears at home, uh, Rams at home, and then go on the road. And it gets a little bit easier after that with Cardinals-Bills. But four straight really tough games. And if they can't at least win this one and probably two of those next three, uh, they are absolutely out of the, the NFC North in a division that we thought was going to be really close and is now starting to separate itself a little bit. So if the Bears can all of a sudden go 6-3, and three, uh, the Lions at 3-6, and six, they'd be out of it. And uh, we'll see what the Packers do over the weekend. But if the Bears can get a win here, they very much may run away with this division. Yeah, I'm looking at this Titans-Patriots game. So the Patriots go on the road to take on the Titans. It sounds like the Patriots are going to get Sony Michelle back. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what type of an impact he makes. Cordero Patterson looked pretty good in uh, his running back role, which obviously is not his natural position. He's more of a kick-return, punt-return specialist that plays a little bit of receiver here and there. But the Titans were able to take care of business against the Cowboys in Dallas and really kind of putting the, that knockout punch on Dallas. But now the Titans come back home, and their offense – looked better but they still don't have you know a great offense and it's going to be interesting because that Patriots defense has looked suspect at times but it'll I, I think it'll be interesting to see if that Titans defense which has looked really good especially of late is able to hold Tom Brady in check and you know the Titans really need a win they sit at four and four the Patriots at seven and two you know still trying to make a run at the number one seed in the AFC uh, but this Titans team really fighting for a playoff spot obviously we've talked a lot about the run that the Houston Texans have been on they're on a bye week right now uh, but this Titans team could really use a win, especially at home against that Patriots team that, you know, they would love to beat. So I, I've got an eye on that one. Uh, got to hear, Dan, what you think about your Browns this week. You know, it, it's I like the matchup, and for nothing else than that Falcons secondary is really, really banged up. Um, and I think Baker could actually, absolutely go out and have a day. Uh, it's been a tough couple ones for the Browns, obviously, uh, you know, with the firing of Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley. Uh, and a tough loss to the Chiefs last week that the score looked closer than that game actually was, uh, and had, had ripped off a couple losses before that to the Steelers and the Bucks. Um, so they really need a win here. I mean, the Browns, if, not that you're going to turn it around and make playoffs, but to, to kind of keep some of the positive momentum of this season, you got to get a win. But uh, it, it's a six-point spread. I think it's closer than that. I would take the, the Browns with the points on that one, uh, because I do think Baker's going to be able to absolutely air it out. Rashard Higgins should be fully healthy at this point, uh, his, one of his favorite targets. Um, and Joke has been a little banged up. If he can find him, uh, you know, you never know. The Browns may may shock the, the Falcons here. Uh, it, it is at home, so you have a little bit of home field advantage. It's going to be cold. Uh, the weather's not going to be great, so Falcons are uh, going to have a little, maybe have a little bit of a tough time adjusting to the weather there. So, uh, I'll take the Browns to the points. I don't necessarily think they're going to eat out a win, but I think it'll be a, a field goal game one way or the other. Do you think they can stop the Falcons, though? The Falcons' offense really seems to be coming into their own. Obviously, Devontae Freeman's been out for a while, but Tevin Coleman's been carrying the load, and Ito Smith looks really good as well. Um, do you think they can stop this Falcons attack? I mean, Julio Jones obviously got his first touchdown last week, and you know they're, they're really starting to, to hit their stride offensively, and the defense has stepped up in a big way too, putting pressure on the quarterback the last couple weeks. No, if the Browns are going to win, it's going to have to be, or keep it close, it's going to have to be in a shootout. Uh, Browns' defense is really banged up. Christian Kirksey goes on IR, 
he's out. Our secondary is absolutely banged up. Denzel, Denzel Ward, a little banged up last week. Hopefully he'll be fine this week. But EJ Gaines goes out. We got a couple other guys who are also uh, you know questionable or, or out completely. So this is going to be a high-scoring game. I would bet the over, and I would bet it hard on this one. Fair. What do you think of the spread in this uh, Chiefs-Cardinals game? They're 16.5-point favorites. Obviously, they're home here against the Cardinals, but you know it sounds like Sammy Watkins might not play. I don't think that's going to put too much of a damper now that Tyreek Hill seems to be fully healthy again. Uh, but this spread is one of the bigger ones we've seen in the NFL here this year. Yeah, I mean, that Cardinals team is just so bad, uh, and this Chiefs team so good. And you mentioned Chiefs at home. Uh, again, it's going to be a weather issue. you got another uh, a dome and another warm-weather team coming into what's going to be a, a, a chillier game here. So 16.5 is a lot in the NFL, but I could easily see this being a 17-point game. So uh, you mentioned it. Tyreek Hill should hopefully be uh, fully healthy. You know, he's been banged up, and I just don't think Josh Rosen has any chance. Uh, we'll see how he plays in cold weather. Uh, I know it's like kind of a cliché knock against uh, warm weather rookie quarterbacks in college, you know, guys who played on the West Coast uh, in college or in, in the South um, who aren't used to playing in the cold. But I think uh, this one very much, he's he's just not talented enough to go and do Kansas City and keep it close. So uh, I'll take Kansas City even with a 16.5 point spread. Wow, that's a big spread. Uh, I, I think I, I just want, before we get to the later games, I wanted to touch on a couple underdogs that I think have an opportunity to win here. The Jaguars, three point dogs on the road against the Colts and the Redskins, three point dogs in Tampa Bay. I think these are both winnable games for these road teams in the Jaguars and the Redskins. The Jaguars really need a win, obviously not looking anywhere near the team we came to expect them to be this year uh, from a year ago. But the Colts, obviously, offense is finally getting healthy. They've got Marlon Mack, who's looked really good since he's been back. T.Y. Hilton looks like he's healthy again. Uh, but the Jaguars' defense still kind of, to me, I, I think they, they will end up kind of riding the ship eventually this season. And what better way to do it than in a dome uh, against the Colts? So I think that could be a game that, that the the Red, or excuse me the Jaguars could win. And I think the Redskins could go on the road and beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucks just can't find their identity. They have no run game whatsoever. They've got Fitzpatrick back at the helm, and yes, he's a gunslinger, but, you know, Mike Williams was, uh, not Mike Williams, um, why, what, why is his name escaping me? The receiver from, uh, Mike Evans, sorry. Mike Evans was held to one catch on 10 targets last week, which is an absolute crazy stat for a guy that you expect to, to put up a lot of numbers. And then the other guy on the other side is, uh, Deshaun Jackson, and he was held in check last week as well. So I think, you know, the Bucks are going to struggle to find their identity. Their defense has been very porous, and the Redskins can, can attack you on the ground, which, you know, the Buccaneers haven't done a great job of stopping the run game. So I think that's an interesting couple of underdogs to keep an eye out for. Uh, but, Dan, in the 3 o'clock games, we've got Seahawks at Rams. Seahawks in desperate need of a win. We don't know if Chris Carson's going to be on the field. Uh, he's a little banged up with a quad injury. The Dolphins will go on the road to take on the Packers, and this is, I think, one of those loser-leaves-town type of games. The Dolphins sitting at 5-4. and four. The Packers desperately needing a win at 3-4-1, and one. and I know Anshu obviously would love to see his pack get a win. They're undefeated at home. They did have the tie against uh, Minnesota, but they are technically undefeated at home, and then the Chargers will go on the road to take on the fledgling Raiders. Uh, of these three, what do you want? Which one are you? Uh, are you be watching the closest? I mean, you really nailed it. We have Sunday is filled with winner go home games. The Packers is Packers Dolphins is the big one, obviously, especially if the Bears get a win and they go to six and three. If you're the Packers and you fall to three, five and one, that's that's just I think too big of a hole to climb out of for the rest of the year. And it's kind of crazy to think that 
we may be, you know, sitting here in early November with the Packers out of the playoff chase. It's just not something we're used to. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't think the Dolphins are are going to be a playoff team whether they win this one or not. Uh, so I don't think it's it's a, a contender pretender thing like we we've done in the past. I think still very much a pretender. Um, but Miami is. Uh, you know, what happens this week? Uh, then they have to go on the road after this and play the Colts. Uh, they get a they get the Bills at home, so there's a win. But then they have to play the Patriots. They have to play the Vikings on the road. Uh, they have to play, you know, maybe with the Jags after that. So um, I think the Dolphins are in trouble no matter what. Uh, but the Packers are absolutely in a must-win situation. And uh, Mike McCarthy is, I think, is on the hot seat. If they lose this one, you know, is there any chance you think – I'll put this to you. Any chance he gets fired midseason? I don't think he gets fired midseason, but I think the writing is on the wall if he loses a game like this. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of that comes down to Aaron Rodgers. They signed him to that big offseason deal, that extension. And, you know, I, I don't he's been with Mike McCarthy for the majority of his career. So I don't know if if Aaron Rodgers would really jump at the opportunity to bring in another coach. And I think that, that they would rely a lot on his expectation of what he expects them to, to bring in but you know there's been a lot of talk about Mike McCarthy as a potential suitor for the Cleveland Browns for your franchise that you root for and I could really see that I think it makes a lot of sense for both parties but uh, I don't know I, I think his 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 game planning has gotten a little bit stale in, in Green Bay and I think a change makes a lot of sense for them but you know if they dropped a 3-5-1 and one, uh, it's tough for me to see them making a change midseason, uh, especially because you know that, that division's still somewhat up for grabs, especially if the Bears somehow find a way to lose to Detroit this weekend. Uh, it, it'll be interesting, but I don't see them making a, a, a midseason firing. Do you think that's something that they would do? It's not a very Packers thing to do uh, from a franchise that wants to do stuff the right way and in a classy way, uh, especially for he, – he was their coach when they won the Super Bowl, right? Or no? Yeah, yeah, it so was. Especially for a guy who's won a Super Bowl, uh, I, I don't think you fire him midseason, but it's it's not out of the realm of possibility it happens. But I, I would I would bet against it, uh, but I wouldn't be shocked if it happened. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, like, like you said, it's tough to, to do that to a coach who won your franchise a uh, Super Bowl, like you mentioned, and uh, it was against the Steelers, so I liked it even more. Uh, but I, I do want to see what happens in this Seahawks-Rams game. Obviously, the Rams coming off that loss to... New Orleans Seahawks, like we said, in desperate need of a win, but the Seahawks are another team that just can't seem to figure their offense out. So I'm interested to see if they can kind of keep pace with the Rams. The Rams are nine and a half point favorites at home. Uh, not that home field advantage is really a thing in LA, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if the Seahawks can somehow, uh, you know, at least stay, stay competitive in that one and try to pull out a win. And then the, the night game on Sunday, Cowboys Eagles. Obviously, we talked a lot about the Cowboys and potentially being out of it, but if they somehow win a game here in Philadelphia, uh, they're right back in the thick of things. But, Dan, do you think this Cowboys team can go into Philly and get a win, especially with Carson Wentz playing as good as he has been? You know, it sounds like they're going to get Darren Sproles back and now have a four running back committee in the backfield, and Carson Wentz has played his best games over the last three or four. Uh, short answer, no. I, I mean, this Philadelphia team, like you mentioned, they're going to be fully healthy, playing at home. There is just no way that uh, this Dallas team, just with all the turmoil going around it, it's so hard to go out and win a football game. When the, the media's everyone's talking about how your coach is about to get fired, do you need a drafting quarterback? There's just a lot of distractions going on for a team that uh, you know thought they were get, getting rid of their biggest distraction with Dez, uh, and turns out maybe that was going to be the least of their concerns this year. So I think there's just too much going on. There's too much in, in Garrett's head. There's too much 
in Dak's head uh, to really focus on going and, and getting a road victory against a very, very good football team. So I think Philadelphia gets a win, uh, and then obviously Washington's are, are home or uh, dogs this weekend. So you potentially could have a tie atop the NFC East here uh, when we record on Sunday night. Yes, sir. We'll see. We'll be uh, we'll be watching with a fine tooth comb, and and we'll be uh, we'll be reporting it for you on Monday. What happens on Sunday? Uh, this is a little shorter show. College football this weekend, eh, not great. There's some good games, but not the best slate of games we've seen. We've got Ohio State, Michigan State, Mississippi State, Alabama. Uh, Auburn, Georgia. So there's a few good games, but uh, nothing nothing like the past few weekends where we had top 10 teams facing off against each other. Uh, but is there anything, Dan, that you're looking out for here on the college football slate this weekend that's kind of got your eye and, and uh, it will keep you posted on Saturday or keep you tuned in, I should say? Uh, so, I mean, the West Virginia TCU game, you know, I think West Virginia is going to roll, but I think the storyline, and it's one of the most under-talked-about storylines of the year, is just West Virginia being a top 10 team um, you know, they're not going to sneak into the playoff, uh, barring something unforeseen. But uh, if they can continue to keep rolling, you know, keep an eye on that for, you know, they're going to end up in a in a very big bowl, um, and that'll be fun. Uh, you mentioned Mississippi State, Alabama. I don't think there's, there's any chance Mississippi keeps it close. Uh, but I actually have my, my upset prediction of the weekend. I think Michigan State beats Ohio State. I think it's Michigan State. They're at home. Um, OSU's only three-and-a-half-point favorites. And uh, an Ohio State team who just cannot seem to find a rhythm is really struggling. And uh, a Michigan State team who, uh, you know, is, is slowly creeping back in to, to relevance here this year. Uh, so I think uh, Michigan State gets a win and it ruins any shot Ohio State has in a playoff run. Yeah, I don't think you're far off with that one. Ohio State's not looked great, and Michigan State, you know, has been looking better as the season has worn on. So, you know, it'll be one to watch. I, I think that uh, you mentioned a couple of the other games. Will Greer, you know, from West Virginia, he's an opportunity to potentially win the Heisman this year. He's just been lights out recently. He's obviously a transfer from Florida who's played really well. Um, Florida State's looked horrible, but they go on the road to take on Notre Dame, and Notre Dame's going to be without their starting quarterback in that one. Florida State still got a lot of talent on that roster, still very young and trying to figure out, you know, their identity. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if they play up to their competition and keep that game close. Obviously, I'm a little bit biased, but I don't think Florida State's very good. I think even if it is close, they end up losing. But the line in that game is something that attracts me. 16.5 point favorites, says Notre Dame, without their starting quarterback. Uh, you know, that would be a point situation I might consider taking, even though Florida State doesn't look good at all this year. But uh, interesting. There's a few good games to keep an eye on, but uh, like I said, there will be more to come uh, as this college football season continues to get to its close. Uh, let's get to our bowl, by the ways. Dan, what do you have? So I might be stealing air, so I apologize if I did, but uh, Bryce Harper sits down uh, with your boys, uh, the Chicago White Sox, here uh, today as we're recording on Thursday. Um, so that happened this morning. No major news out of that yet, but it's a team that you guys had gotten very excited talking about the potential of Harper ending up there, and I didn't think it was a realistic possibility, but they're going to have the money. Uh, I mean, the, their payroll guaranteed money is absolutely minuscule this year, so they're going to have money to spend, and it would be uh, absolutely insane for Bryce Harper to go there. Again, we I know we got into a big battle about it earlier of how talented he is uh, and what money he's worth, but either way, this is one of those veteran additions to a young team that I think can really, really speed up your uh, your leap to relevance again. So if the White Sox do land Harper, I'm not saying I think they can win the division next year. Uh, I think the Indians still take it, but 
could very, very much speed this thing up for 2019 or uh, 2020. I apologize. I like it. There will be a, a hell of a sales pitch here in Chicago, and uh, you know I think they're going to go after it. But we'll see where he lands. Uh, Mayo, by the way, is not Bryce Harper, but mine is around Des Bryant. So Des Bryant making an appearance in the NFL. He's obviously worked out for your Browns and some other teams this year. Seems like he was waiting for the right opportunity, waiting for a contender to come out and prove that he still has some worth on the free agency market. So he signs a one-year deal with the New Orleans Saints. He has a chance to play this Sunday, it sounds like. They also put Cameron Meredith on the IR, which opened the door for Des Bryant to come in and potentially even be their number two receiver. Obviously, uh, you know, they've had uh, some some guys step up this year, uh, but it'll it'll be an opportunity with Ted Ginn going on the IR and now Cameron Meredith going on the IR to see if Des Bryant does still have anything left in the tank. So uh, interesting to see how that pans out. Obviously, uh, you know, they're playing this Sunday. That would be a quick turnaround for him to get a lot of snaps, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does see the field a little bit this weekend against my Bengals, who are about to go on a 10-game or I guess it would be eight-game losing streak to finish out the year. So uh, we will be watching some football this weekend, my friend. Anything to add for the good of our, our fans and our group? Uh, Steelers still suck. I don't care what the score is. I respect that wholeheartedly. <laughs> uh, for Dan Bauer, I'm Josh Dunn. This has been The Leftovers. Don't you will be with us on Sunday. See you guys.